This is Marshall Davis. Today on the Tao of Christ, I continue my new series of broadcasts entitled The New Pilgrim's Progress, patterned after John Bunyan's 17th century classic, The Pilgrim's Progress. It is an allegorical pilgrimage through the landscape of 21st century American spirituality. Part 9, The Mystic Mountains Pilgrim and Truthful walked the way till they came to the mystic mountains, which belonged to the Lord. As they approached the foothills, they saw gardens of vegetables and flowers. There were orchards and vineyards as well. They drank from a spring which flowed from a rock. They rested for a while, bathing in the pool that gathered at the spring. They ate from the orchards surrounding the river, whose source was that spring, believing that the owner would not mind because the fruit was so abundant. In the distance they could see shepherds feeding their flocks upon the lush grass of that land. In time the two pilgrims, refreshed from their respite, approached the shepherds, who were leaning on their staffs. Whose mountains are these, and whose are the sheep that feed upon them? One of the shepherds answered, This is Emmanuel's land. These mountains are within sight of his city. The sheep on a thousand hills are his, as are all the animals of the forests. Is this the way to the celestial city? You are on the right road. How much farther do we have to go? It is too far for anyone but those who will get there. Is the rest of the way safe or dangerous? It is safe for those who will arrive, but all others will fail. Your words are cryptic, responded Truthful. Is there anyone who could speak to us more directly, or perhaps guide us on our way through the mountains? We can point out the path, but the Lord will be your guide. Is there a place where we can spend the night before we attempt to cross this rugged terrain? The Lord of these mountains has instructed us to entertain strangers. You are welcome in our tents. The shepherds questioned them about their journey. Where did they come from? How did you enter the way? What trials and temptations did you encounter? How did you persevere? When the shepherds were satisfied that they were sincere travelers on the way, they embraced them and said, Welcome to the Mystic Mountains. The shepherd named Hospitality led them to their tents and spread out a table before them. We'd be honored if you would stay for a while with us to regain your strength for the trip to come. Pilgrim and Truthful said that they would be honored to stay for a few days and learn about Emmanuel's land and the inhabitants of the mountains. Because it was already late, they fell asleep soon after they ate. In the morning, the shepherds invited them to walk with them. They took them to the top of a hill called Pride, which was very steep on its far side. They asked him to look down over the edge to the bottom. There they saw the remains of many people who had fallen and were lying in crumpled heaps. What does this mean, asked Pilgrim? One shepherd quoted, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Another explained, These are ones who were proud of getting this far on their spiritual pilgrimage. Therefore they got no further. Some thought they were saints, or even the Messiah. Others started their own religions. At the bottom are the bones of popes and cardinals, televangelists and faith healers, theologians and philosophers. 
Next, they took them to the top of a mountain called Fear. The shepherds instructed them to look into the distance. They could make out several men and women wandering among some tombs. The people walked with arms outstretched, stumbling as they walked. It was clear that they were blind. What is this? asked Pilgrim. Back on the path, did you see an alternative way called detour? They responded cautiously, yes, we did. It is a path that leads to the castle of the dark night. These people that you see came on pilgrimage just as you have. But when the way got rough, they chose the easy way. Eventually they were captured by the dark night, where they were kept in his dungeon for forty days and forty nights. At the end of those forty days, if they had not taken their own lives, he gave them over to his wife, Acedia, who put out their eyes and let them go. Now they wander among the tombs of the dead. Pilgrim and Truthful shuddered and looked at each other with horror, knowing that this could have been their fate if not for the grace of God. But they said nothing to the shepherds about their experience. Next the shepherds took them to the bottom of the mountain. There in the side of the mountain was a door. The shepherds opened the door quietly. The pilgrims peeked in and saw it was very dark and smoky. They could hear chants coming from within. What is this place? This is one of the doors of perception, considered by some to be a shortcut to the celestial city. What is the odor coming forth from this place? That is the smoke of opium and cocaine, but those are the least of the substances consumed in this place. Those people most serious about taking this path use peyote, psilocybin, and LSD. Hallucinogens like these have been used by religions around the world for thousands of years. Do they work? Is this a shortcut? You can see for yourself. This is a cave, not a tunnel. This leads only to fantasies of the mind. These visions can be very enticing. They seem to transport a soul beyond the mystic mountains to the land of light, but in reality the people remain in a cave of darkness. Many have lost their minds in this place, never to emerge again. The shepherds closed the door gently, so as not to disturb the dreams of those within. Come, I will show you the highest of the mystic mountains. The shepherds donned warm clothing and provided the pilgrims with the same. The shepherds look more like Sherpers now. It took several days of trekking until they reached what the shepherds called their base camp. These mountains are far vaster than I ever imagined, exclaimed Truthful. Indeed, they are higher than the Himalayas. We will stay here for a while to become accustomed to the altitude. After a few days, they continued to an outlook where the shepherd guides showed them a panorama of majestic mountains. From here, we will point out to you some of the major peaks. Over there, said one of their guides, pointing to the nearest peak, is Mount Transfiguration. I remember that from the book, Truthful nodded. That is where our Lord was clothed in white and light in the presence of some of his disciples. Correct. He was transfigured before them. 
The disciples saw a vision of Moses and Elijah, and God spoke from heaven. You will also remember that Peter did not want to leave that mountain. He wanted to build three tabernacles on the summit and dwell there always. That is exactly what people have done ever since. Look closer. The shepherd handed Truthful a small telescope that he had brought with him. Truthful peered through the spyglass and saw structures on that summit. It looked like a community. Who are these people? These are those who spend their days seeking transcendental experiences. They fast and pray. They chant and meditate. They yearn for mountaintop experiences and never go into the valleys where the human needs are. Those who live in Mount Transfiguration desire nothing more than spiritual experiences, which they induce by means of spiritual practices. They succeed in having all sorts of strange visions. They have out-of-body experiences, past-life regression, and near-death experiences. They even have encounters with UFOs. Some of them have migrated to Mount Carmel, which is that peak next to it, said the shepherd, pointing to another mountain. There they cut themselves like the prophets of Baal. They engage in shamanistic practices, sweat lodges, and fire-walking. They push themselves to the limits of physical endurance for the purpose of entering into trances and achieving spiritual experiences. When do they stop? Oh, they never stop, and they never continue to the celestial city. Like Esau, they have exchanged their birthright for a mess of pottage. That's sad. That's not the saddest sight you will see in these mountains. Let me show you more. They traveled a few miles deeper into the mountains where they stopped on a ridge with a view of the highest peaks. The guide pointed out a peak upon which was built a majestic lamasery. The structure was surrounded with colorful prayer flags. Prayer wheels could be heard whirling in the wind. Walking around the grounds were monks clothed in saffron robes. What is that place? It is the Tibetan Temple of the Dead. You mean that's part of the afterlife? No, they are physically alive, but their end is death. They believe that the wind prays for them, and that wheels chant for them. They have created elaborate mythologies and rituals which they adhere to religiously. Pilgrim and Truthful were startled to see something lift off from the lamasery and fly away. What was that? That was the Dalai Lama flying off to engage in one of his charm offensives. He has mastered the ancient art of the disarming smile. All he has to do is laugh and people give him money. I have met him. I have to say he is a very nice man. That is a danger. Niceness can lull a person into spiritual complacency. They followed the flight of the helicopter with their eyes and noticed that it flew over a green valley which seemed very out of place in these mountains. Pilgrim pointed, What is that over there? It looks like a lush valley in the middle of these snow-capped mountains. That is Shangri-La, made famous by the pilgrim James Hilton, who once traveled this way as you have. Look more closely at it through the telescope. He handed it to Pilgrim. I seem to see rows of colorful flowers. Those are not flowers. Those are people on their yoga mats. If you look closely, you will see others practicing Reiki. 
aromatherapy, and homeopathy. When the wind blows in the right direction, you can catch a whiff of their incense. They even have their own Trader Joe's and Starbucks, although most prefer herbal tea. What is that pattern located in the center of the valley? That is a labyrinth. They like to walk in circles. It gives them the illusion that they are making spiritual progress. If only they would get out of there and back onto the way. But they have given up on the way. They view it as too narrow and confining. A shepherd directed the attention of the two travelers to the highest peak in the range of the mystic mountains. Do you see that peak there whose summit is in the clouds? That's Mount Advaita. But some call it Non-Duality Mountain. It is the farthest that anyone has traveled in these mountains. It is so far away that I cannot see anyone on the summit. Yes, that is the nature of that mountain. It is nearly always nestled in clouds. Do people live there? Yes and no. They are people, but they no longer consider themselves to be persons. They have come to think that they are not individuals and never were. For them all is one. There is no distinction between this and that. They like to talk in riddles. Unfortunately, very few can live in the verified atmosphere of that peak. Most live in the valley below, called Vedanta Vale, also called Guru Gorge, where they live out their days hoping to catch a glimpse of the summit on clear days. They sit at the feet of spiritual teachers and dream of one day ascending the mountain. Do any of them continue on the way to the land of light? Oh no, they have forgotten that they are on a pilgrimage. They believe there is nowhere to go. They no longer believe there is a way or a land of light. Light and darkness are the same to them. They are forever lost in the mists of the mystic mountains. Is there any more you can show us? Yes, we have saved the best for last. The travelers were guided back the way they had come. Below the hill called Pride, the shepherds stopped at a knoll called Inspiration Point. From here you can view the way, which winds through the western edge of the mystic mountains. In the distance, if you look closely, you can just make out something that shines with iridescence in the sun. Do you see it? Yes, I do. So do I. It is beautiful even at this great distance. Those are the pearly gates that lead into the celestial city. You are within sight of your goal. May the Lord guide you on your journey. You have been listening to The New Pilgrim's Progress. The series is available in book format under the title The Seeker's Journey, a contemporary retelling of Pilgrim's Progress at Amazon.com. You can find my podcast at thedowelchrist.com. You can find my blog at marshalldavis.us. Join me next time for another episode of the New Pilgrim's Progress on the Dow of Christ. Thank you.